Hi and welcome everyone to the 60th episode of Serum Rocks. This is Marcus Allanson and today's podcast will be about digital transformation. And with me today I have Maria Nord from Akando. Maria is a goal-oriented senior consultant with many years of experience in global project management and change management within many different industries. She is a driving force in planning, executing and reporting. She has studied and worked in the USA, Germany and Japan. The international experience both as a student and as a consultant is essential when having co-workers from the whole world. Her specialties are change management, product management and as workshop leader. Welcome, Maria Nord. Thank you so much. What an introduction. Hi, how are you doing? Very well. Very well. Lovely morning and I'm glad to be talking to you. Well, I'm glad to have you. CRM is all about managing a customer relationship. So what is a good customer relationship to you? I see this as a very important question and as a win-win situation between the company and the customer. And I, I think it's important to base it on the customer experiences. And today in this society we are, there's so many technology features that many companies almost hide between behind. And I feel that a good customer experience is that when you are available and visible uh, for the customer, you print your uh, phone number to help desk with big letters on your front page of your website or um, make it accessible to reach you. That's good customer support for me. Who are your customer? Currently, I'm a uh, consultant at a big Swedish retail company. Uh, and I've been there for over two years. They have um, employees in over 60 countries and over 20,000 employees. And they're in the for- forefront of fashion and technology. And I'm working there in a digital workplace platform program as both part of the program management and as a project manager myself of a change project. So what is it that you do? What we're doing is that we, um, the company has taken a strategic decision to move towards the cloud. And to do this is to be more uh, fast moving, to be able to adapt faster and uh, to be more um, flexible and modern, both to their internal customers, but also in the end, of course, to the customer. And uh, Practically in the program, we are then implementing uh, Windows 10, Office 365. We are upgrading the infrastructure. We are implementing new security features. We are doing a lot of things to improve the digital workplace um, landscape. What is your last memorable customer experience? Very good. Um, I was thinking, I, I knew you were going to ask me this question, so I thought about it over Christmas and I've had just uh, we went on a trip with a family and when we came back at Arlanda and we'd parked the car on the long-term parking and and then uh, driving out of the parking lot there were two tickets in the car you know from some other trip we had before and we had trouble getting the correct ticket in the machine and and my um uh, my parents got very frustrated or you know you felt the frustration building up and there's a car behind in line and you want to get out of there but it was an easy little button on the machine and a, a real person emerges a very friendly 
um, helpful person and saying, okay, what's your registration number on the car? No problem. I'll look it up here in my system. I see that you've paid. No problem. The ticket isn't working. I'll let you through. And that is good customer support when you can actually reach someone and it's not a machine you're talking to. And it's when something goes wrong, you get a fast and helpful and friendly support. That's a good, uh, good experience. And gosh, a bad one is a very, very close friend of mine who now was in um, London a couple of days, a couple of weekends before Christmas. And she was going to continue to go to Costa Rica with her family over Christmas. And there's a big snowstorm in London and they closed the airport and um, she's standing there in frustration. And what does the British Airway company tell her? No, we don't take any errands here person to person live at the airport. You have to go home. You have to call into our customer support. So everyone does because they just want to get every, all the customers away from the airport. And when you call, there's no line. You don't know where you're standing in line. There's uh, too many people calling. Um, there's no way of getting through on on the phone, on the app or through the air, so the web page. And it's just frustration building up for 24 hours. And until she goes back to the airport, which gives her the same answer again. No, we don't take any questions here live. Even though we have personnel staff here, you have to call. And that kind of, of neglection of the customer, of not helping them as much as you can face-to-face when you're there, I think that's a very, very bad so customer support. Yeah, and and that is where you meet your customer, right? Yes. <laughs> and that's the face to face, and that's the most important. That's the most important interaction is that when you have that human to human, and you just yes. think the other one on the other end is rude to you. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, definitely. So what is uh, what is digital transformation? Well. It's a fashion word, right? It's only been around for a couple of years. Actually, if you look at the Google searches, it hasn't been uh, uh, even searched or thought of so much until 2015. So now, two and a half, two, almost three years, it then it's become almost a meme and it's skyrocketed in the amount of, of uh, searches. And just the last five years, over 300 books have been written upon the subject. So it is a fashion terminology in, in a sense. And I guess the reason why it has become so popular in my perspective is that we are um, now in such a um, huge, a lot of companies are realizing, even the company I'm at, we're a retail company, we're a fashion company, but IT is a huge platform, uh, an enabler of being able to sell, to able to reach your customer, to able to uh, succeed. So it, it plays an even more important role in uh, companies that you traditionally didn't think was IT companies. Is this different from the, the old term, the digital world workplace, or is it sort of the same then? Mm, um, I, I'll, I'll leave that to the uh, other people to answer. Might this be the transformation to that digital workplace then? So that this is more the change we are adapting, we are incorporating our 
digital world for our employees so that we can serve our customers better? A transformation I see as many changes clumped together, either in a program or a company's bigger change journey. That's more of my definition as a transformation. And yes, the digital workplace could be one of uh, the things that a digital transformation consists of. Of course, there's many other things of um, uh, digitalizing your logistic um, processes or your purchasing or your... uh, production services, etc. There's so many things that could be digitalized. Yeah, that's true. Thank you for that. So why are companies doing a digital transformation then? What's the need thereafter? I think to in today's workplace, of course, you want to attract the, the most um, best workforce you can. And in this kind of... Um, modern workplace you need to be able to be uh, flexible and uh, and and give it a more flexible situation for your workforce as well so um i think that's one of our main goals the new generation of workforce they are are used to having many devices they've grown up swiping they are um uh, they grew up with an um, immersion of of technology within their their normal work or their normal life. So um, as a company, you also have to give uh, possibilities of being flexible, uh, having family and transportation and all of that, being able to work from home or work from other places, being able to maybe leave work early to go and get your kid at the uh, daycare and then go home and finish up your work in the evening or preparing for your work meeting on the way in on the subway by going through your document, your presentation in uh, on your phone and then doing some actual small updates on your phone. Um, and, and also our global environment, when we're traveling so much, we are the distance between each other and we're in most companies now are so global and we're talking and, and discussing and having meetings all over the globe and then also if I'm going to have a, a very early meeting with um, with Australia and a very late meeting with America why not being able to take them from home and then having the meetings with my co-workers in my local in Sweden at daytime at the office and these kinds of flexibility uh, of course, that means that we have to give um, uh, also if the coworkers are going to u- reach our company data from other devices and from different kinds of places, that also needs to be protected and secured in a new way. So this is both both the employee effective and efficiency aspects of them, and that we are able to attract and retain our employees because it's easier to work where they want to work. Yeah, that's one big thing. And the other one is, of course, what you put a lot of focus on with this podcast, the customer, and being able to be more more there for the customer. Uh, Going cloud and uh, having a workforce that's more efficient to 
productive also give efficiency in how you treat the customer and how you're available for the customer and um, how you are putting up your internal processes to to give good customer support and good customer products and services. And this also gets back to where your presence is that a part of this? How do you mean presence? Yeah, well, if you have a digital presence, are you on Facebook? Ah. Do you respond to Twitter? Do you have uh, inbound uh, marketing, so to say, that Mm. people can contact you and you look for, oh, they're talking about my brand here and there? Yes, I think, of course, but that's like a more of a, that's today, I think, think that as a hygienic level I don't know if that's the right word but that's a a base level uh, that you need to have and you need to follow up what's uh, what's written to you in social media and what's happening and what you need to be able to respond to your customers through the social channels but also uh, there's more IT in the background of improving your logistic systems of uh, uh, being able to uh, the customer can buy in one channel, start the purchase in one channel, finish the purchase in another channel, getting support by not being able to finish your purchase, uh, purchasing something in one channel and leaving it back in, or returning it in another channel. This whole omni-channel strategy as being a retail uh, company is, of course, very important. And that also is a huge digital transformation that I think the cloud uh, helps and also in another way uh, of production when, when your co-workers goes out to production site um, and gather information or makes orders or look at how the production is done then you don't want them to be able to have to you know write it by hand go back to the office and then upload it there on their corporate network you want them to out there in the field on the site, be able to update the information immediately to the corporate network, uh, being able to flag if something is going bad or good and share good experiences and uh, make sure something that can be, they can go viral or can go bad is stopped immediately. So so um, I think being in the cloud and, and accessible from uh, different parts, it's not just um, making it a good, uh, co-worker experience but it's also um, efficiency in the field for a global company okay so an example of that might be that you're putting an order online and then you're picking it up in the store and then you're calling customer service for that order so that's free interactions on three different yeah. mediums and all of them should be, oh, yeah, we find your order right here. Yes. Here you go. What can we do for you? Exactly. So how do I know if I am a com- I have a company, let's say I'm a retailer myself, how do I know if I have to do this? Wow. Yeah, how do I know? How can I tell? Try to buy something from yourself and <laughs> see the experience, right? <laughs> um uh, well, I it's think. a funny story, but it's it can actually be 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 done, right? It, yeah. I mean, it's not very hard. Pick up your credit card and try mm. it yourself. Mm. Yeah, no, uh, um, be a customer yourself, and not and think or ask someone else to be a customer, and um, and not just do the ordinary thing. You you go into a store and you buy things something, but um, 
try to get a hold of the latest fashion or something that you see saw a year ago and you want it again or you know um there's many ways of of um stretching the limitations and trying to make sure that it works think out of the box Okay, so if I'm a company and I I, I experience this, then so um, how do I get started? Um, do you have any tips or tricks or what have you in your experience done to start the digital transformation and and get get things rolling? What's the first step? But to be honest, this is not exactly my focus area of of work, so I don't. I don't do that kind of mystery shopping or or set up this uh, uh, or help omni-channel strategy or something like that. But but I think uh, the digital workplace uh, change that I'm involved in, of course, leads to these kind of things. But my personal thoughts and experience would be to to look at a full shopping experience, draw it up, look at different uh, ways of helping the customers and improving the the shopping experience um and support experience and all and and maybe uh if you don't have all the technical integrations make it available uh, i wrote um to be able to contact you i i read the book about sapos shoes from san francisco that moved to las vegas and how they made a whole customer support center available for the customers and i think that book and and their story is something that many companies can read and learn from okay so in, in your digital transformation that that you have experienced and for that workplace and that employee what what are the the higher level what is the first step what is the goal to achieve here then my goal is to make this service available for all of the coworkers internally so they start using it and i've set up a change project to make it available and i'm working with the traditional pathways within change management i've done a stakeholder management uh plan i've done a communication plan a training plan a um all of those normal documents as you do as a project manager and i make sure that i have change agents within the organization to help me spread the message i i understand that i'm a uh just one person in a huge global company so by finding change agents within the company and utilizing them and and giving them my message and giving them an easy way of spreading my information within the company uh through them i I try to uh to work uh to to become stronger as a team and I think that's has been a, a huge success factor and empowerment of of coworkers that's how I work um and what what we've done practically is that we've uh, first um onboarded all of the users within with the new work tools of office 365 made them technically available uh, informed everyone that they have these new tools um and then secondly we have given and we've done this in in small processes and uh shopped up the big cake in in steps and taken one step at a time with instructions and communication and and uh and try to show the benefit of 
for example, using just to do a practical example about OneDrive, being able to work in one document together, um, collaborating together, and how much efficient that is instead of having two different versions of the same document, emailing them to each other, and then combining them to some sort of third document or third version of, of the same information. Um, and just that small little change in way of working um, can help uh, raise the internal efficiency and productivity and also help the way in, in the long run you, you, uh, you work with your customers. And that also raises the quality of the work so that you're not frustrated and might have to redo things because the merge of the document or a version got missing or something else. It's always the latest version that everyone is working on. It's not just attachment, final, final, free. That is exactly. <laughs> showing around. And after introducing these new services step by step, we have re we've um, raised adoption and productivity efficiency goals and said, okay, uh, now everyone should be aware of that these new services. And so far, we've given it a um, freedom of usage. But then, in the next step, we can start to steer and say, okay, how many should really use these services and why, and um, how important is it in our total company to do this okay so then so you and with a company that has 60 countries that must be a real challenge to reach them all i mean go visit every place that must be virtually impossible mm. yes and that's why a uh, a new conferencing tool like skype uh, that comes with office 365 suite which is one of the tools that we've implemented of course plays into great account where you can have online meetings with video accessibility, um, share your screen, have a uh, whiteboard together and uh, you can work almost like you're in the same room and um, gives you great possibilities of, of, of course, A, saving money instead of traveling, but B, um, seeing each other and having a good conversation with each other, which is, of course, always as important. And I think um, maybe customer support will go there one day also of, of um, being visible for who are you talking to and how do they look like and who are they. So if we uh, try to break down this digitization, what's, what are they broken down to then? For us, it is improving um, first the basic infrastructure to be able to do this, to be able to be in the cloud. It is um, improving the technical services to a subscription-based evergreen kind of technology that you don't have to do major big updates of instead you are in this gradual always updating mode uh, which always gives you the latest in um, everything from software protection to new features and it's um, an, a constant change also in in features for the workers so you have to have a sort of a different mindset instead of learning oh now it's a new way now it's a big upgrade and it looks like this and you do a some sort of training for that. Now it's a constant mindset of always evolving, always learning, being curious, always trying new things and learning from your coworkers and working together to to learn. And I think that's also 
uh, mindset. Traditionally, we've see, looked at uh, education and training on also at the companies as you go away um, a couple of days on some sort of training and then you come back and you do your work tasks. Today we see majority of your training being done on spot together with your coworkers. Uh, you learn on job sites and you learn from your coworkers and maybe only 10% is, is doing some sort of classroom training. Um, so, so that's also something that we we have incorporated in in our big transformation program, and we have started something we call the business champion program, where a few of the coworkers, or, or actually uh, one one and a half thousand of the coworkers, have signed up to be these kind of of um, helpers to their coworkers. Some early adopters within the organization that likes to learn and um, get new technology and then they can be the ones to to help uh, co-workers to onboard in a good way and teach them the new way of working so that means that you have champions on at least every country then so you try to work with them to find out okay what's the specific culture of change or work or whatever yes yes we made sure we have uh champions in all countries in all functions in all uh organizational units and um with with the tool with the help of power bi i've made a, a very cool chart so you can uh, see a live world map and circles on how many there are in different regions and you can drill down in the circles and see uh, what departments or organizational function they're from uh, which is uh, yet another way of, of nicely being able to utilize the tools that we're implementing and uh and also by showing this kind of, uh, with the new tools, it gives it gives a positive spin and people are like, oh, what is that cool tool? How can I do that too? And how can I use it in my own work or, or showing something else, sales in my store or um, something like that. Okay, so this is much more the carrot of the change more than the whip then. Yes, definitely. <laughs> so you're not no, enforcing anything you're more okay th this might be a more productive better easier way for you to to do the work that you're supposed to do you're exactly. responsible exactly we've we've taken a that uh, that's one of the strategic decisions i uh, we've taken that is that uh, with the new platform of office 365 of all these new tools that we've said okay we're enabling all of them uh, we're giving you access to all of it. We're we're doing it standard out of the box. We're not doing any sort of local customization that we have to um, um, look after and upgrade. We're we're just following the evergreen flow, and and we we are giving carrots. We're giving. Uh, uh, showing how, how you can utilize or how, what's a good way of being productive with these new tools. And then it's up to each department, each function to feel that they can be beneficial for them to start working in a new way. If they feel they don't have the time or the energy, they can, they can to be honest, continue working just like they do today. But 
everyone knows that in this fast, modern pace changing world, other companies out there, our competitors are running as fast as they can as well. We cannot stand still. So we need to be modern and we need to think in new ways. And but an old way of the headquarter knowing the best and putting up the processes and then telling everyone this is the way to work. We're not doing that anymore. We're saying, okay, these are the tools and you can use them whatever way you feel the best for you, depending on your local needs within the production department, the logistic department, the the, um, HR department or whatever. It's... um, up to you in the organization to become the most efficient, productive you can from the tools. And you can choose your own way of working and uh, think out of the box where you are as, and we are just providing the basic tools for you to do this. And I think this is a new way of working. And to be honest, it of course, with us, it's a little bit of frustration too because we have a lot of coworkers that comes back to us and saying, but... Please tell us how to do, you know, what tools should we use and and how should we do this? And we're saying, no, you know, what need do you have? What is it that you need to be improving? And where do you have the problem, the pain point today? Where do you you want to be more efficient or productive? And And when we're saying that, of course, it takes a little bit more interaction and it's a new way of working. But in the end, I'm I'm positive, you know, 200% that this is the way to go. Are you afraid that you're creating different processes all over the place for doing the same thing that two departments and different locations have to invent the same wheel? Yes, I think that's a. Um, there's different kinds of processes, of course. Yeah, there's some that might need to be um, um, exactly the same everywhere um, to to follow up. Um, of course, of how you handle a customer support errands or how you look at the service now on the um, health of your IT landscape. or I don't know. That needs to be a common process, of course. But uh, down to individual departments' way of working on uh, putting up their to-do notes or how they follow up on decision logs or, or something, um, that, that needs to that should be, or even more bigger processes of how they interact. Um, there's some different laws in different countries in in HR and in uh, reclamation of serve of products to the stores, and so so you need to have different processes in in different countries and regions. So I think there's a mix, and I I don't think we should see it as a um, as being scared of it, I think, yes, it's going to be a new hurdle, but it might also help us. Someone else out there may actually um, find a better way of doing things than we do at the headquarter. And we can have their way of working and and uh, and then use that instead. So I think and and um, and retail also, you know, even as fashion is going more and more to be similar um there is um of course local variations and local things that uh sell you have those at the university we had some sort of cases of of just ikea there in the us i think they were saying that they they fold the sweaters 
uh, and put them in the drawers. So they needed to have uh, deeper drawers on the uh, in the cabinets that they were selling compared to Europe, or um, so so they actually evolved the product to be different for the American market in the IKEA example. What kind of effect or how long does this transformation go through or is it never ending? What can I expect if I get going? To roll out Office 365 technically in an organization goes pretty quick. Um, to make the change adoption process, it's a little longer process. Depending yeah, that's on the one you know. I'm referring to. The, yeah. the technical part is always the easiest. I mean, yes. it, uh, from the people, the process, and the product, it's always the product that's the easiest, right? Yes, <laughs> definitely. So, so if we now go from product, we've talked about process, now people then. So what can I, what's your experience and what can, what can I expect from that? Mm, for us, it's been taking a year to just roll out um, Office 365 within a global company. Uh, and it's been taking a year to prepare to do it. So two in, in total. And just now... After two years, we are at the starting point of adoption of uh, increased efficiency and productivity. And I think that's a process that's going to take many years to come. Uh, so just after two years, we've rolled this out. And I, I don't know, in, in one way, it's sad to say, because it's uh, in this modern world, you, I think two years is too long time to change. To, to engage new technology. Uh, it needs, we need to improve that, that pace. And it has it's a, it's a total organizational culture that needs to be changed and a new way of looking at technology changing and our, uh, of our being employable. We're talking a lot about that. Who, if you're employable and this urge to always learn new things and living in an always changing world, and that can be tiresome. So it's a, it's a fine balance to, to go through. But also, uh, maybe if I go back to the question you had before of if we're afraid of the processes being different in different countries, if you think of a big company that exists in many countries as one big fish, one shark moving all together, if you cut off the fins of the shark it's going to die. It's not going to be surviving. But if you see it instead of it as a school of fish where you can lose one fish in the school, then they can still um, morph. They can still change character and and swim on in, in the school together. And I think that's how you need to look at it. And And to do that in a big company, you have to be able to allow different ways of working and you need to be able to adopt and adjust and uh, you cannot maybe enforce such um, a central processes all the time. Was that difficult from a manager point of view or a headquarter point of view to let that go? Um, I think there's going to be huge challenges, of course, in any company. There will be a challenge of uh, middle management not always um, um, knowing most of the new technology. It can be challenging of um, different departments doing different things. Um, it can raise new challenges 
of course. Um, but I, you can also see it as, as um, possibilities. I mean, a tool like Office 365 is um, the basic tool for most workplaces. The way you you do your presentation material, your decision material, and your communication tool as, of both email and conferencing and phone calls. And so it's a, a, some sort of basic uh, work tools for all of you. And um, I think there's many ways of improving your way of working by it. And I think it's just um, opportunities rather than um, things that you should be scared of. Yeah, it's just that if if managers or, or the C-level executives are used to be able to say, okay, this is the way we do it, so everyone do it the same way everywhere. And now they're going to step back and say, okay, no, actually we're going to let everyone experience a bit, see how they can use it in their best ways. Yeah, but they can still say we want our pro program report or our projects report in this formula, or we want to have the follow up right. on the, you know, finance of projects in this, this specific form or whatever. So you know, they can still steer essentially on what's necessary. What is the three main tips here for me if I do get going now then? To start a digital transformation with the workplace program, I think it is to um, communicate, uh, communicate with all of the stakeholders, make them engaged, to have um, stakeholders be on the forefront, have management uh, um liking the change to understand that it's a huge people change journey and not a technical journey and you can um to have them to have management involved in the change journey uh have management um stand up in the cafeteria and say this is what we're doing everyone and this is important we're putting emphasis and importance on this as number one management Number two is uh, involvement, um, getting the organization involved, getting um, change agents within the organization to involve them, to um, make them take it to their department and look at how can they utilize it, what 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 do they need to improve where they are, how can they use the new tools, uh, um, and so so you they make the analysis locally and they understand because they understand their need locally and they can they can adjust it and um, understand what need they have for for all local i think that's super important and thirdly um communicate ad adopt the communication so it's not just a fancy management powerpoints but adjust adjust it to co-workers uh just to um uh, the the respondents recipients of the communication and uh, communicate a lot so everyone knows what's going on and what's happening and what's coming and what the expectations are clear short messages uh, why is this happening when when is it happening how is it happening what do i have to do what's in it for me answer those uh, classic short questions even you know do what i i always do what i call a what and why presentation to answer those big five questions 
uh, in five slides and then just repeat it every time you see someone. Okay, this is the purpose. This is what we're doing it when we're doing it. So um, you're hammering the same sort of message through. Yeah. The Did you ever use the ad car model for the change process? Yes, I'm certified in ProSci. And yes, I use AdCar. And um, I mean, AdCar is just a, a stairway of, of um, either measuring where you are in the change process, how aware are they, how uh, knowledgeable are the employees, uh, where can we, where do we need to put in more change to um, uh, tools to, 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 to help our change journey forward. And uh, and then within each step, um, you, there are different kinds of, of change tools to utilize. And um, I both do sort of a a short survey to to measure where we are and where I need to put in more uh, efforts. And I and then I follow it up both my steering group and my closest project group. So yes. add card that's awareness desire yes, uh, knowledge. knowledge yeah sorry you go ahead <laughs> no it's the same i i, I some sometimes i always forget uh, the name of them sometimes too the steps of the fantastic ad car but awareness is the a how aware are we in the change that we're standing in front of us desire how much do people want to move and uh, where what's in it for me what's the you know, do they understand um, the change? Knowledge, do they understand or know how to do the new way of working? Do they have the um, the skills to to understand what Delve and Sway and Jammer and all of these new tools are? Or is it that's where we're lack- lacking? Uh, the second A, ability, ability or action, you know, are we doing it? Are... Um, are we able? Do we have access, or do we have um, action? Have someone said yes? Go ahead. Um, do we have the energy? Uh, is something happening? And R reinforcement. It, um, after a change, is easy to just slide back to where you were before and then continue working as you always did and say, oh, that was new, that was cool. You know, yeah, I went to the introduction. It sounds fun, but eh, I work as I always do. So. Um, that's where the champion comes in or super users or having someone to continue having the momentum up, reinforce, okay, to sustain the change, to make it always happening and, and working. And this is sort of, you know, you can look at it as different steps, stairways to go up and then uh, different tools within these steps of, of working. So in my change management plan that I have for my project, I usually uh, work after this and then I measure where we are and then I, I put in um, uh, tools to where we are. For example, awareness. Okay, where? Okay, they don't even know what, what's happening. Okay, we need to increase information. I need to use the manager managers in the organization to go out with the information. Okay, hmm, that's low. That's what I need to do. Desire. Okay, they are all aware. 
but they don't want to. Why? Okay, they don't understand what's in it for me, for example, or they don't understand what's the beauty of the new way, or, okay, what is it that's lacking and how can I reach out for the desire? How can I show it? Can I have a competence session? Can I have some sort of training? Can I have, or what can I do to increase desire? And etc. So I... I look upon these and then I do different kinds of, of change uh, tools to increase increase the levels of them. Okay. So did you manage to close down any of the old services in, in your project? I mean, that can be quite difficult as well, right? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, actually, yes, within the program, we see it as an important part. Uh, within our digital workplace program to actually close down some old services to get the business case home of, of implementing the, the new suite of, of tools. So now actually from 1st of January, we have closed down the old conferencing systems and replaced it with Skype for Business. So the old conferencing tool has now been closed. And that has been a, a long journey during the fall of informing all of the users of that this is will happen um, and giving them the kind of right knowledge to be able to use Skype for Business instead and um, and having a gradual, smooth transition. So that's that's the first tool that we've actually closed. That's the conferencing tool. Uh, second, now going forward in this this um, this year, we have yet another conferencing tool that we want to close that's used in, in another part of the organization. We have um, our local on-prem storage for all our documents, for the home drive, the H drive, and for our group shares that we want to sh close down. They cost a lot of money, and we want to uh, move them to the... Uh, cloud services in Office 365. And we're just not, we're only, we're doing this, yes, for saving money, but we're also doing this to be able to force users to be reaching the documents and improving their efficiency and productivity so they can work more and collaborate together in a better way. So it's a changed way of working there. And we are uh, closing down our our old SharePoint solution and then updating and migrating all of the data into the new SharePoint and doing new SharePoint sites and new new collaboration platforms. And then we've also made a um, interview with uh, all of our country managers and our IT coordinators and our change agents to try to find if we have more duplication of tools out there in the organization, tools that that we're currently using that uh, now uh, we have the features within Office 365 suite. And we have, um, we are of course using HipChat and uh, WhatsApp and a lot of other social media things. And one reason is cost efficiency of using one tool instead of two. Another one is just being GDPR compliant of being able to know where do we have all of our um, information about our coworkers and our customers. So we uh, we know how to delete it and how to find it all and, and, and things like that. That's, of course, very important in, in the uh, life we are in right now to be uh, security compliant. And um, yeah, and thirdly, I guess in one way, it's also giving it more 
uh, easiness for our coworkers of, of knowing a little bit of what to use, what kind of tool to use. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you've been to, to some events and talked about this before, right? Yes. So where have you been and done this talk? Uh, Accando has a change management podcast where I've been interviewed uh, specifically regarding change management and how I work with that. So that can be found under Accando on yeah any normal podcasts. Yeah, and that's in Swedish. <laughs> yes, that's in Swedish. True, true. And then I have been at the... Um, in Malmö, in Sweden, we have a, a big uh, yearly conference where a lot of uh, uh, that actually the local newspaper is putting together, where they're inviting a lot of interesting speakers and um, management from the big um, companies around in the Malmö, Copenhagen, Göteborg area, where they all come and uh, share experiences and listen to interesting speakers. And I was there uh, at the latest event, uh, holding a workshop together with some co-workers of mine, talking about uh, disruptive change in a, um, in a new, uh, modern way. Yeah, that was interesting also. So where can I go if I want to know more about the digital transformation or digital workplace or this change management then? Well, you can contact Akando, of course, and some of my uh, fantastic um, co-workers and we can help out with all these kinds of questions. Um, me personally, you can reach through the normal social medias, Twitter, Instagram and LinkedIn through my name. And... Um, Yes. Do you have any other public speaking scheduled or anything like that where we can find you then? Mm, not right now. Okay. No, but that should be on the on the on the plan, right, for 2018, maybe upcoming. Okay, so we will have to look out for that then. Yes. So thank you for your participation in Serum Rocks, Maria Nord. Fantastic to be here. Thank you so much. And thanks to you listening and don't forget that you can comment or subscribe to CRM Rocks to search for it uh, uh, on the web or on your favorite podcasting app and you will find it right there. See you next time on CRM Rocks.